Thank you, brother. Good morning. It's always so special to return home and uh, be able to share with you everything that has taken place in our lives over the past year, the lives of the people of Honduras and uh, for people that have come and been with us. God is so good. It's unbelievable to think that we will be entering our 10th year, 10th year as missionaries to Honduras. I still can't believe that I get to do it. You know, it's so amazing serving God there and uh, being able to uh, welcome those at church and in the ministry and see the salvations that are taking place, the professions of faith. God is so good. There we would probably start the morning like, Buenos dias, Dios les bendiga más este mañana. Good morning. May God bless you more this morning in this church service. God is so good. It's hard to believe that 10 years has taken place and uh, starting to, or we're getting ready to start our 10th year. But B Ministries is only two years old. The ministry that we began after leaving the children's home, we knew God had a plan for our lives. This past year, we have seen 58 professions of faith. That's what it's all about. 33 attending our church service there in Honduras. Pastor Luis is doing a fantastic job. Uh, he got married this year. All of you have seen photos. Uh, some of you that were here on a Wednesday night got to speak to him or got to see him speak to the church. It's wonderful seeing how he's continuing to grow and be able to present the gospel more and more every week. From that Bible, from church service, we have 23 women in average attendance for Bible study on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, with them come their children. Uh, we have seen a pastor's conference again this year. We only had eight pastors attend, but now that was my fault. I didn't know that there were two pastors named Umberto, and I called the wrong one. <clears throat> Umberto is a, um, he's head of the, con uh, the uh, uh, pastor's group there in, uh, uh, not far from, our, from the ministry site. And there are about 30 pastors in that group. So now that I know and have the right telephone number, we'll see that number this year because we hope to continue that. Uh, pastors, that's one thing that we begin to find out is we begin to visit churches in our area and explain to them that we had a church plant. Pastors begin to tell us how they were hungry for, the, for knowledge of God's word and the opportunity to be able to continue to study. Uh, most of those church plants, so many organizations have gone to Honduras and planted churches and now they're no longer there and those churches are on their second, third, fourth pastors. So most of them have never had the opportunity to really be trained to be a pastor. So we're, we're thankful to have that opportunity to be able to stand in that gap. And we've been partnering with a, a retired pastor out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, that pastored for 40 some years and he's been coming and the pastors like his method of teaching. Because really he just, he'll ask questions and find out what topics they want to talk about and then he'll start preaching. Showing them how to present it and how to, uh, and of course, always dipping into the word with them and helping them. So it's awesome to see how all that's taking place. And from that ministry, we hope to develop a ministry for the pastor's wives this coming year. 
Uh, we hope to find a team that would be willing to come and help do that and maybe even have a camp as we continue to develop the camp there uh, at Sandettles de Fe or Paths of Faith and uh, have a camp for those children of pastors. So we're looking forward to that. So many ideals are continuing to come into our, our minds and being laid upon our hearts. And it's amazing how much the ministry has already grown and how it continues to grow. Uh, this past year, we had five short-term mission teams, one of those from Woodburn Baptist Church. Uh, the youth came and some adults, and that was so special to us. That was our first mission team to come from Woodburn. We've had lots of visitors, even our pastor and his wife and and Wade came and saw us and visited with us at the children's home. But to actually bring a team was very special for us. And my, did we see them blossom. We saw their smiles and we saw how they just jumped in and they began to work with the people there in El Tamate. We went visiting door to door and invited them to church. Jason presented the gospel that Sunday morning. Your, your youth stood and gave us a, a, a head choir and sang for our members of the church, and it was very special. And uh, Brother Luis enjoyed the day off, not preaching. I know pastors always enjoy that, but always, always long to return to the pulpit and be able to speak to the congregation. And then we had our uh, Western Kentucky University PT students, physical therapy students that came, and some of them are here this morning. And we love these guys and we're just always amazed how they jump in and they begin to work with people and how they just... Tricia asked them this year, said, we noticed last year with the team that came and we noticed with you, you don't argue about anything. Why is it that one of you just doesn't really want to... Did y'all take a class on this or something? You know, how to get along? And they said, well, we've worked with each other for so many years, we just know how each other think. And they're just like a well-oiled machine and it was so amazing to have them be there and be with us and for us to get to see their skills and <clears throat> be part of the ministry that is continuing to be developed through Western Kentucky's PT students. Uh, we, we know of another team that's already being planned to return, our own Dr. Megan and Robert Fuller that, here, that are here, members of Woodburn Baptist Church. Uh, they plan on getting, getting together and returning again this coming year. So it's awesome to see how that continues to develop and how we can continue to find places that need and these special needs children that need help. There are so many ways to serve, so many things that you can do. You should never think or belittle it or think how I'm just not able or I can't do or there's no need for me to come or it's so special to get to, the, get to be there and your service does make a difference. We had a team come this past year that did a, did a women's conference. All right, well, we have average of 23, right, in Bible studies. So we figured, okay, we'll probably have 50 women. And they said, we want to feed them. It's going to be very special, and then we want to feed them a meal. So 88 women showed up. <clears throat> Trisha, I think, had planned for 60 or 70. And with them, they brought their wives I mean, the wives came, but they brought their children. See, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. They brought their children. So we had 100 children that came with their mothers. So we had 188. And, <clears throat> I mean, we felt like the disciples, you know. How are we going to feed them? But, you know, there was enough food. The, the women in the kitchen went back. They prepared more, and everyone ate. And we praise God for that. And getting to see that. And those are the things that we get to see, being there and being involved in it. A group came this past year and did solar panels. 
wow, uh, you know, to see that take place and see these installed. We, we went out, we found some special needs children and families that didn't have electricity and we went up into the mountains and the team PT students got to see that and meet the little girl. Uh, Jaritza is her name. She's a little girl with Down syndrome. And I don't know, I can't hardly explain uh, the feeling that you get when you see for the first time a light bulb come on in a house. And these families see there, they're standing there and they see this. And this little girl, she's going to be in the video a little later. She is just in shock, standing there looking up. So when you see little Jaritza, you'll understand she's looking at the light bulb, the light that came on. And of course, always able to pray with them and present the gospel to them. Uh, the PT students, they fell right in. They prayed with every family. Uh, every time they worked with someone, they always had prayer with them. It's uh, so awesome to see them serve and see this family or see this group come from Texas with the solar panels. And that has led to finding out there are 33 schools in the Guayamaca area, which is where we are, that do not have electricity. Can you imagine a school without electricity? No, we can't. We can't imagine walking in and turning a switch on in our house for the very first time because we have electricity, we have lights. These kids study, year, or they, they study through the darkest times of the year too without lights. So we'll be starting a program where we will be installing electricity in these schools. And in Honduras, we can present the gospel while we're there. So we want to put together a team that will come in and help and we will present the gospel to these kids while we're installing a solar panel on their school building. That, friends, is awesome to be able to be involved in that and see all that God can do with people that are willing to serve. Uh, <clears throat> I'm reminded of a story or uh, and a, something that happened last year. Sometimes we think that we do the smallest of things to help or to do in our service to God, but it can grow into something so much bigger. Last year, my wife uh, returned about a week before me and in talking with Adrian, told him that uh, Kelly needs to build a box, a wooden box. Uh, we've got to ship some things to Honduras. <clears throat> so every Sunday that I, we got to be here, Adrian would ask me about that box when I was going to build that box. And I said, yeah, I've, I've got to get it done, Adrian. I'm, just, I'm not going to have time this week. I'm just, I'm running wide open, trying to get everything else done. But yes, that box got to be built. The Sunday before I left on Wednesday to return to Honduras, Adrian came to me. He said, aren't you leaving this week? And I said, yes, I am. He said, have you got that box built yet? And I said, no, I don't. I, I don't have it built yet, but we've got to get it built. And he said, well, let's just do this. This afternoon, you come over and we'll get the box built. And he said, I'll have David come help. They're quite a team. If you've ever seen them work, a fantastic ministry that these two have. They think they're just fixing things and helping people, right? But it's an awesome ministry that they've developed. So we go, we built that box, got it all built up, got it home, got it packed. And <clears throat> I told them before left and really... Uh, I, I was very ashamed of myself later on after that box arrived to Honduras because I told these guys, I said, well, it may not be the prettiest box I've ever seen, 
But it, it'll, it's going to serve the purpose. It's what we need. So I got there, and when I saw that box arrive in Honduras, it was the most beautiful box I'd ever seen. You see, in that box, a lady had come the year before to serve with us. Her name was Sarah. She's a nurse. And she had a special needs daughter. And uh, <clears throat> from that parent, uh, from that and learning about special needs, she went back to school and she became a nurse. So she had been helping special needs families all around the Tulsa area, Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. And uh, <clears throat> so she knew a family that had lost a child and they had a wheelchair. And from meeting our little boy Roy at the home there in, in the ministry site, she went back and she got that wheelchair donated to Roy. And that wheelchair arrived. I knew what was in the box. I knew what had arrived and I knew the difference it was going to make to little Roy. That wheelchair, had uh, he had just been in a stroller that was just canvas, you know, no support for his back, no support uh, for his feet or legs. He had just been cradled in that for so long. So this wheelchair gave him the opportunity to set up straight and to be able to be uh, uh, strapped in and make sure that he, ma- he maintained a good posture. And it has made such a difference, a difference in his life. He has even come to the point where he's getting more head control. A little boy with um, cerebral palsy that came to be with us a little over a year ago. And uh, <clears throat> from that wheelchair arriving, Deanne came with the Woodburn Baptist Church team, soon discovered that she needed, he needed a footrest on that. It didn't have one. It's the only thing that didn't come with it. So she comes back, she finds a footrest, gets it ordered, and she ships it with the WKUPT team that came down. And uh, they got it installed, they got his feet elevated right, and got even his more posture on his legs so that when he sits, his legs, upper part of his legs would be straight. So what started with a visitor last year led to the building of a box that got there and made a huge difference in the life of a little boy that is in our ministry. You see, sometimes you think you're just building a box or you're just coming down and bringing a footrest or you're coming and painting a church. Our, 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 Wood, our Woodburn uh, youth painted the chapel for us and uh, was a very big part of that church plan. You, you've, you're all a very big part of that church plan. You're a very big part of the ministry. But we never know exactly how our service is going to affect those around us. And I wanted to speak just a little bit this morning from the book of Revelations. You know that we've been reading the Bible through there at the ministry site. And Woodburn was there for the ending of that. And got a photo with all of us finishing up this uh, the, uh, reading of the Bible, reading the Bible through for our Bible studies every morning. So Revelations, the fifth chapter. One through 14, I'm going to read the whole chapter to you. And God's word says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back, closed, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming, 
proclaiming with a great voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals, loose the seals thereof. And no one in the heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look thereon. And I wept much because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look thereon. And one of the elders said, saith with unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion that is of the tribe of Judah, Judea. Judah, the root of David, had overcome to open the book and the seven seals thereof. And I saw in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders a lamb standing as though it had been slain. Having seven horns, seven eyes, with which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came, and he taketh it out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the four, four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having each one a harp, golden bowls full of incense, incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song, saying, Sorry about that. And uh, bless them and be unto our God a kingdom, a kingdom and priests, and they rang upon earth. And I saw and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying, and, saying with a great voice, Worthy is the Lamb that hath been slain to receive the power and riches and wisdom and might, honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in the heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things are in them, heard I saying, and the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. Now I had brought my iPad this morning to read this in NLT and some for some reason it's gone back to the other version. So, <clears throat> but, uh, praise God, as we begin to read this chapter in Bible study, I wrote in the margin something that really struck out to me and that was in the sixth verse. And it said, um, uh, well, I'm sorry about that. And in the midst of the elders, a lamb standing as though it had been slain. So in my margarine, I wrote Jesus with his nail-scarred hands. Jesus with his nail-scarred feet. His side pierced from a spear and his back scarred from being, but taking the lashes that he bore for us. Scarred. I think when we see Jesus, we see him in his glory. We don't always think about how he was slain, how he was the perfect, perfect sacrifice for, our, for us to give us salvation, how his blood made an atonement for our sins. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, it's all washed away. Our sins are forgiven, not to be, ever be brought up again. It's one of the things that people, we as humans, we want to continue to remember it. We don't want to let it go. I think that something that is always said to me, always really that I don't understand, people will look at me and say, you know, Kelly, I can't do what you do. Or Kelly, I'm not worthy. And it always breaks my heart as I begin to think how 
Christ with his scars will be able to open the book with his scars. We're all scarred, even Christ. That ought to really affect you this morning, knowing that he is going to be able to step forward, the only one worthy to open the scroll. And he'll be scarred. Us with our scars, there is so much that we can do. You never know how your scars are going to affect the people around you. How you can be seen and be able to serve above and beyond your wildest dreams. Amazing to be able to use your scars for Christ. I think about, you know, if we, if we stopped a minute and we thought about people of the Bible, and Moses is a great example, right? How about if Moses would have told you, he had many excuses when he stood before God and before the burning bush, but he could have said, you know, I just can't do it, God. You just, I am so scarred. You know, I have abandonment issues. God, my mother put me in a basket and shoved me out in a river. I could have drowned, but he didn't. I'm not belittling your scars. I'm telling you, your scars have the opportunity to affect people around you like you cannot believe. Your service, your ability to serve with those scars can affect people and bring them to Christ. When you share your testimony, those around you can hear those and know, hey, that happened to me. Or hey, we are so much alike. God is good. He washes our sins away. And he can use us if we're willing to serve. Amen. Uh, we know that Moses, he even killed a man. Now, some people will say it was by accident, but it wasn't. That's not what God's word tells us, does it? It tells us that Moses looked around to see if anybody was watching, right? And then he struck this guy and killed him. He fled Egypt and, of course, returned, scarred and able to serve his Lord and Savior. Amen? <clears throat> we know that God is willing to use us. I think about what are you willing to do with your scars? How do you think you can serve? How, can you, how do you want to step forward and be able to serve your Lord and Savior? God is good, willing to use us all. If it's building a box that affects the life of a child. I know that someone asked Trisha while we were in Oklahoma... How do you think, what, how do you think, the, or who is the person that you think has been most affected by your ministry? Out of the women, you know, we have the Ministry of Women with Domestic Violence and tra uh, Human Trafficking. They come into the program there. And she said, well, by far it has to be Maritza. Maritza is the mother of Roy. And Maritza hasn't just come. These women just don't come to us and we just take care of them. We teach them to take care of themselves. Uh, Bible study every morning. And uh, they always have some type of devotion at night with these ladies. We want them to know that Jesus loves them. It doesn't matter about their scars. God can use them. He can heal them. He can bring them into his fold. All the women that have come into our program have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that is awesome to see and know that they, they reach the point where they know that God loves them. Jesus loves them. He died for them. But Maritza, she came forward. And Maritza has 
uh, she speaks a different language from Spanish. She speaks Mosquito. And uh, she's from a very remote part of Honduras and uh, an indigenous group that's up in the, uh, the uh, right-hand corner of Honduras or the eastern part of the country. And uh, <clears throat> so we were able this year to make sure we'd been looking for some time for a Bible for Maritza in Mosquito. So now she comes, she comes to Bible study. She brings her own Bible in Mosquito. And sometimes she'll share, she'll share a, vo- uh, a verse from it in Mosquito. We may not understand everything that she's saying, but we know her heart. And we know that she is continuing to grow in Christ. But Maritza has learned to care for her little boy. Because those that have come and served, nurses that have come and worked with her, Taught her he received a feeding tube this past year. Trisha worked hard to get that done. We had so many doctors telling us that he did not need it when he did. And she knew he did and she would not give up to make sure that that little boy got a feeding tube. So nurses that have come helped little Roy learn or helped Maritza learn to care for Roy. Uh, and the teams that have come to help Maritza with his physical therapy. They have taught her uh, different uh, different exercises that she can do with him. And uh, he's continued uh, to uh, gain strength. Uh, I'm amazed at his head strength and how he can just look around. One little boy came on a team from Oklahoma, and he had one of those little laser pointers on the backside of his flashlight. And every evening, he would take that laser pointer, and he'd put it on the ceiling of the dining hall, and he'd move it around. And little Roy would follow that. And he would just smile and he would just follow that. A year ago, little Roy wouldn't have been able to move his head like that. But a little boy took a laser pointer and took time to play with Roy. And it affected him. Uh, he immediately, when we arrived in, in Oklahoma last week, he wanted to know how Roy was doing. He came to us and hugged us and wanted to know, how's Roy? And we were able to share that he was doing good. We don't know the future of Roy. You know, we don't know the future of anyone sitting in this building. Right? Roy may not be with us next year. He's in the hands of God. But his mother has come to know Christ. And there's no doubt in our mind that Roy knows that he's loved. Trisha can sit down and she just speaks to Roy in English. But he'll smile and laugh every time. She hears his voice every time he hears her voice. And that's very special to watch, especially when way he came to us, uh, just really lacking care and uh, uh, the physical ability to move and to work. But people have come to serve and have made a great difference in the life of Roy. Our church, we've seen make a great difference in the life of those in El Tomate. Uh, that's where we are. We're in a little village called the Tomato. and the team got to go out with us from Woodburn here and visit, visit some members of the church, and we invited more to come to church and had an awesome time. They told us that that was one of their favorite things that they got to do, to go out and be and visit those, those families in their homes, humble as they are, some of them just dirt floors. Uh, Claudia got electricity. Claudia was the only person in El Tomate without power, but she got electricity this past year because it was a group that came and put solar panels in her house. 
And for the first time, they have electricity at night and those kids don't have to rush home to do their homework just before it gets dark. Those kids can sit down and read. Uh, I, I'm, thought comes of uh, uh, <clears throat> the kids that uh, we were able to help get glasses last year. Uh, and uh, Claudia's little girl is uh, Al- Allison. Thank you, love. Allison was the star pupil of her school there in El Tomate. Star pupil. And we looked at the teacher and said, she can't see. She's having trouble. A friend of ours came and did an eye clinic for that little girl. And he said, she said, she can't see. She's going to have to have glasses. And he just could not believe that his, par, his star pupil had vision trouble. But that little girl got a pair of glasses. And her mother told her, said, yeah, she, she sort of looks at, the, at her books funny, you know, just out of the corner inside of her eye. So she believed it. So we saw her get glasses. We saw her. It changed her life. God used a friend, used the opportunity to make a difference in the life of Allison. See, you can serve. The question is, are you willing to serve? The question is, do you think that God can use your scars? He can. He can do anything if you're willing to step out and allow him to work through you. It's him doing it. We're not standing here this morning bragging about 58 professions of faith. Praise God that it has taken place. 58 more for the kingdom. 58 more that claim that they are a child of God. We praise God for that. It's not Kelly and Tricia. It's those that are willing to come alongside us and serve with us. B Ministries has so many more opportunities there in Honduras. We're looking forward to the years that come, how we can continue to serve him. Uh, we have a video, right? Let's watch the video. <clears throat> oh, praise God. Praise God. It is so wonderful the past year, the past two years, uh, when we get to come back and we get to see videos and we start looking at photos and Trisha starts making the video to always share wherever we go. It's amazing to see what took place over the past year. You know, we get so busy. And I even find in myself thinking, all right, Kelly, we have to think about where we've come from to where we are today. Uh, several years ago, we came through one of the hardest times of our lives. Those of, of you that know us thought we would be at a children's home for the rest of our lives. But God had other plans. And now to see where he has brought us from, praise God that we've got to be part of what we've got to be. Scarred, hurting, oh, God can use you. He can take you and make a difference in the lives of those around you. My question to you this morning is, what are you doing with your scars? So many opportunities that we have to serve here at Woodburn. Right here every Sunday morning teaching Sunday school. uh, Being part of worship service. Being part of the choir. Amen? Uh, So many avenues and opportunities and so many ministries that this church is involved with. 
You are so lucky to be sitting in here and being able to know that Woodrant has opportunities to use you and to use your scars for the glory of God. You think you have problems? There's always someone sitting in here that has it worse. We know that there's a family in our church here that's hurting this morning. Cummings family. I know they're in our I know they're in your prayers, they're in our prayers. We love them. It's going to seem so strange to go to Sunday school when we're here and Dwight's not going to be in there. You know? And it, we're not going to be here every Sunday. So next year when we return, we're going to walk in there and it's going to be one of the things that's going to hit me. No, that he's not there. The things that we hear, the stories that take place back here, and you're always in our prayers. And we know we are always in your prayers. In church, Woodburn, you are part of this ministry. You are a big part of it. You've been with us from our calling 12 years ago to what, how God has brought us into this new era, Borders Expanded or B Ministries. God is good. And God can use you. He's calling you. He wants you to step out. He wants you to be part of this ministry at Woodburn Baptist Church. Don't belittle it. You may think you're building a box, just a box, but you don't know how that box is going to affect those down the road and how a simple box can continue to be built upon and how God can use it. Pray with me. Gracious Lord, we are so humbled and thankful to be here this morning, to stand in your presence, to feel your spirit moving upon us. We praise you this morning. We thank you for the things that Trish and I get to see, the things that we can come back here at Woodburn and share. But there's so much more to be done, oh God, so much more to do within the walls of this church or the ministries that are involved here. And I just ask, O Lord, that you move upon the people that that are here, that you are calling to step forward, that you will soften their hearts, that they will take the opportunity to come and pray, that they don't know you as their Lord and Savior, that they'll take the opportunity to first accept you as their Lord and Savior and know that they are washed clean. No more to recall the sins of the past. We love you. We thank you for loving us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.